Hi folks, welcome back. Um, this is Mike Callahan and I, uh, I want to welcome you back to the podcast and give a quick shout out to Jeff Devereaux with No Veteran Left Behind for support he continues to provide us. Uh, Jeff has introduced me to today's guest, Gwendolyn Stuckey. Uh, Gwendolyn is a Navy veteran and got out of the military uh, and has been doing work in, at the state level and in different VAs in North Carolina and, and, uh, and now in Detroit. It's got some really cool experiences. So I'm happy to have her on uh, the, the, the podcast. Um, I'm going to ask her to introduce herself a little bit and then maybe she can, uh, uh, if she's got any ideas about uh, what she would recommend for people transitioning out of the military and, and what, what you should be looking forward to. So uh, Gwendolyn, with no further ado, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, thank you, Mike, first of all, for the invite. I really appreciate it. And hello to all your listeners out there. I'm actually, as Mike said, a Navy veteran. And I spent time in the military working with the chaplains as a chaplain's assistant. It was a great experience uh, for me, one I'll always cherish. When I left the Navy, I came home and for a brief period of time, I did substitute teaching for adult learners. But within less than a year, I started working with the state of Michigan, which I worked there for about 10 years. And at that time, I got, went to work security disability program, which uh, is federally funded about disability claims. And we worked with social security on that level. Uh, from there, I ended up going into uh, the Department of Veteran Affairs in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where I got my first experience as a VSR for a couple of years, transability in the state of Massachusetts for a few years, came back home and ended back up this time at the Department of Veteran Affairs, the regional office in Detroit, where I've worked as a veteran service representative and I've also been a rating specialist and I am currently working as a veteran service representative. What I'd like to say to all my brothers and sisters in service is that the transition period is so important. And it's easy, if you know you have your time coming up, I would even say within a good year and a half is a good time to start looking at the transition that you're going to have. Any type of classes that they offer, I think now they offer much more than they did even from the time that I left the service. Because when you transition out, even if you're in for just a couple of years, it still feels a little bit different when you leave the military and return back to the, so we call it. You realize the one thing that I did is that life does continue to move on and you have to make that transition adjusting to it. You wanna get out and as soon as you can, schedule your initial compensation and pension examination, which is what I do working with veterans at the Department of Veteran Affairs. I don't perform the exams, but we review the claims where veterans apply for if you've had any injuries or illnesses while you were in the service. But while you're in there also, I wanna make clear to you, please get everything documented. It's so important because if it's, docu if it's not documented, it can almost be looked at as if it didn't occur. So that's very important. I know that the military frowns upon service members going to sick hall, but this is going to be your life whenever you leave the military. So get it documented. 
If it's on paper, you have proof that it happened, or at least you were even treated for something. And when you come out, as I said, within your first couple of months, make sure you're getting your DD-214s certified. If you're not coming out with the benefits delivery claim, which is the BDD claims, because at that point, if you're going to file within about good six months prior, you can get exams before you even come out of the military and your claims possibly will be ready made. But if not, don't worry about it. You still have time, but it's important to go in and get those compensation or pension exams, as we call them. And for most, most of us coming off our active duty, it's going to be the compensation exams, although we do deal with them all the way up until the ones for the Iraqi-Afghanistan war that are coming out of the service now. So if you know of anybody that needs any help, it's always there. You also have your service officers, whether they be the disabled American veterans, veterans of foreign wars, American legions, the military order of the Purple Heart. There's a lot of them out there and they're a great assistance tool because even for some of the veterans that are very well educated, VA language is very complex at times. And you might look at something, it may seem foreign to you, but you can get through it. You know, there's, there's three things that you hit here that I think are really uh, critical. Uh, there's a lot of things you said, but three that really stand out for me. One is this whole idea of uh, get, getting started a year, year and a half before. When I was in uh, the military, that was kind of the last thing that I would have ever thought about doing is getting getting started thinking about it that far in advance. And and that's really good advice. I really appreciate that. And then also documenting, making sure you got everything documented. And it's also, you know, the the, the VA and interacting and stuff is, is complex. Um, and I think it's intimidating. Maybe, maybe it isn't too much, but my sense, it's probably intimidating to people to try to where do they go? How do they connect? What, what's your recommendation for people to learn about the VA and what, um, how, how, to, how to interact with it? Are there some websites or some, some ways to help people explore and learn about it? There are websites out here where you can actually look up the Department of Veteran Affairs. I will say right now, dealing with the time of the pandemic, uh, it's a little different. You can always access the websites, but before you would try to go to the hospitals for the appointments, some things are a little bit spread out, but you know, don't fret about that. We also have a program called eBenefits. And what you can do there is you can almost look for, put anything on there. You can fill out your application for uh, benefits. Uh, any applications that you need. You can also upload documents. They have information on there for those who might be interested in the VA, a home loan, and a multiple of other services. Now, that's usually done through the hospitals where some a counselor's there and they can set up the programs for the veterans. And they may still do it right now, but you may have to make an appointment because of the pandemic that we're going through. But one of the things that uh, I would like to say about if you're interested in filing a claim, something very important to understand is that there is an application called an intent to file. And what that form does is that if you fill it out and submit it to the VA, it locks that date 
in place for the date of your claim. Of course, you can't get benefits before you get off of active duty, but in case you've been off a couple of months and you're worried about your time frame and you haven't gotten all your medical records together, go ahead and submit the intent to file. It will hold the date in place for you. Now, normally up to a year after you get out of service, the VA will go back to your, the date after your release of active duty date. But we do have some veterans that go several years before they apply. And this is where that form really comes into play, where it's important to lock those data claims. But if you're within a year's time of getting off of active duty, when you leave the service, you're in pretty good shape, but that year goes by really, really fast. So don't let that go by. Also, they have information that you can look for on there to see, find out if you're eligible for educational benefits as well for you or your family members, because of course, a lot of our veterans, you know, have families. And that's another thing that's important about the transition period, giving yourself, giving your family enough time to be able to transition because maybe you're moving away from the area that you're in, maybe cross country, maybe to a different country. Even if you're within the same state, you know, you need to give yourself some time for that transitioning process. But we do have the VA 800 number where the call center, we always have somebody available that can answer questions. Normally what they usually do is they'll upload a form that just details the information of your call so that if you are submitting a claim, that information is there and someone like myself or someone at the hospital, they can see those records or your questions, anything of your concerns that you have, and it can be responded to if we need to call you or follow up with you on a letter. I'm not sure everyone will get on eBenefits, but if not, not to worry. You can actually set up filing a claim by using that 800 number I just gave. So nothing's impossible. Don't let it intimidate you. You've worked hard. You serve your country. You deserve to be treated and get the benefits that you may be entitled to. So don't ever give up on that. Even if it seems hard, there's always people that's going to be out there willing to help you. That's, that's some really good advice is, is stick with it and, and keep plugging away. Uh, when you gave that 800 number, we lost the connection a little bit. So would you mind repeating it, please? Oh, oh, sure. It's 800-827-1000. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So uh, <clears throat> other thoughts do you have about... Um, what, um, you know, get get started early, get things documented, mm -hmm. get plugged yes. into the VA, make the connections. Yes. Oh, you talk about education. So uh, a, a, a vet's spouse can get education through uh, through the VA, the education benefits? If a, vet, if a veteran is eligible for voc rehab benefits, uh, the forever 9-11 GI Bill, they can actually hand that over to their, turn that over eventually if they like to, to their dependents. But make sure when you talk to your vocational rehabilitation counselors, because they're part of the VA, but I don't do that particular job. But I will tell you this, make sure you find out everything, any questions that you have to find out how long you may be able to get the benefits, how you can possibly transfer them if you need to. All of that is important. Make sure 
you get copies of your service treatment records before you leave the service. Keep a copy. Sometimes things happen with records. I mean, we're all, you know, we're all human and sometimes things happen. So as long as you make sure you have that copy, anything that the VA may ask you for, you'll have it and you could submit a copy of your copy, but always hang on to your own copy throughout the rest of your days, as I would say. You know, you're, you're really raising a, a cool point. I remember when I first went into the military, I realized how important it was to document everything and have the right documentation and learn Absolutely. that lesson going in. And it's the same coming out. You, you're, it sure is. Yes. And for many, uh, yes, for many veterans like yourself and even some who have come out around the times I've come out, Mike, uh, they didn't have those copies of the records. And sometimes it takes a while yeah. to get the copies when you need it. So if you have a copy, and I mean get a copy of everything, nothing is ever too much. Just remember that it's your record. So that's your own private file. So you keep a copy with you. Yes, some things are electronic, but always have that extra. As I say, that's your plan B. Your backup plan B is to have your information for yourself. That's good advice. Well, listen, uh, are there any other final thoughts that you have for our veterans? Uh, that you wanna be sure that you share with them? I would like to say, um, I know that when you first see the application form, it's about almost 11 pages. It is a little bit long. My advice to everyone out there is to read through that application. If you need someone to help you, ask for some help to read through and clarify. And again, if you have a question, you can always call the 800 number about that, but please, you want to make sure because one thing that happens sometimes is that when our veterans are submitting their applications, they don't submit everything and they want to apply for a fully developed claim, but if you do not have everything that's required that particular claim, it's not going to be considered a fully development claim, and it may take longer to get it processed. Also, be as specific as you can and try to put everything down on your initial application. Sometimes I know you forget, and you can, you know, send in another application, and that's okay. But just remember, if you can send, send in constant applications, you're only slowing up the process for your own claim because it's getting added to that first claim. So you want to try to, as best as you can, get everything in order the first time. So sit down, take notes, write things down, read through it three or four times if you have to, to make sure that this is exactly what you need. And I will just let the veterans know about right now, um, most of our veterans are being seen by the way things are, the majority of the exams are being done at the VA contractors and they are supposed to be contracted doctors from at the VA hospital once you get out of the service to get your you know, own primary care physician, get registered there and go see your doctor for whatever you need to see them for as well. So you have those records on file too. Okay, great. Well, listen, thank you. Thanks for taking the time to, to chat with us today a little bit and uh, give us some okay. good suggestions. We really wanna help the veterans that are, that are rotating out and, and back into civilian life. And, and you've got some great uh, 
some great advice for them. So thank, thank you very much. Thank you again for having me. I know it's a lot, everybody, but please don't be overwhelmed. You, you can get through this. We'll get through it together. Don't worry about it. There you go. There you go. One step at a time. Yes, right. All right. Well, take care and be safe. Thank you. You too. Bye.